Revelation 17 Then one of the seven angels, who had the seven bowls, came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality, and with the wine of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on the earth have become drunk. And he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality. And on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes, and of earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I marveled greatly. But the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns that carries her. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction and the dwellers on earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast because it was and is not and is to come this calls for a mind with wisdom the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated they are also seven kings five of whom have fallen one is the other has not yet come and when he does come he must remain only a little while as for the beast that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seven, and it goes to destruction. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings, who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour, together with the beast. These are of one mind, and they hand over their power and authority to the beast. They will make war on the lamb, and the lamb will conquer them. For he is the Lord of lords, and king of kings. And those with him are called, and chosen, and faithful. And the angel said to me, The waters that you saw, where the prostitute is seated, are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. And the ten horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked, and devour her flesh, and burn her up with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind and handing over their royal power to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman that you saw is the great city that has dominion over the kings of the earth. End of reading. All right, so we're starting Revelation 17, and in the shorter commentary here I have from G.K. Beale on Revelation, he has a title for this, for this segment. He calls... The final judgment of Babylon and the beast, ranging from what we call chapter 17 to chapter 19. The final judgment of Babylon and the beast. Uh, so yeah, we're approaching the end of this of this book. And this last segment uh, does represent this, this culmination of judgment. Uh, and I wanted to read a quote here because it says Babylon and... You know, there's a lot of sim symbolism and a lot of lore in the Bible attached to 
this city or this this great this great nation of Babylon. And it says, uh, by this is G.K. Beale, quote, Babylon is the prevailing economic religious system in alliance with the state and its related authorities as it exists in various forms throughout the ages. So that's how G.K. Beale is interpreting it. Uh, that's how I interpret it as well. I think there are indications of this in the text that Babylon is representing, like it says here, the prevailing economic religious system in alliance with the state and its authorities. And, and this takes various forms throughout the ages. Um, there's a quote here where it says, verse 12, the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received royal power, but they are, they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. These are of one mind, and they hand over their power and authority to the beast. So that verse 13, these are the kings through all these, through all these different uh, time periods. These are of one mind, and they hand over their power and authority to the beast. They will make war on the lamb, and the lamb will conquer them, for he is Lord of lords and king of kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. So it's saying there that all these kings through the ages are of one mind because they hand over their power and authority of the beast. They make war on the lamb, and uh, they, try, they try to conquer the lamb, but the lamb actually conquers them. Uh, verse 6, you know, it's talking about the these cities have the blood of the saints, the blood of the martyrs or the witnesses to Jesus, that persecution, that anti-Christianness that uh, these various nations take throughout the ages. You know, verse 8, it says up here, the dwellers on earth who, whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. Like we said in previous chapters, it's talking about how those people take the mark, the mark of the beast, so that they can sell, they can do exchanges, and there's there's a unity of the world. There's a worldliness that they're all in unison, and in, in that they're against Christ. They make war on the Lamb. They make war on the on the saints, and they don't commit themselves to Jesus. They don't they don't swear their allegiance to the the King of Kings. Um, so the kings are guilty of of not you know following the 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 true king the kings of the earth are are guilty of not following the true king that's like in psalm 2 why do the nations rage and then the people underneath led into sin and destruction through their you know through their faulty kings and their also their their faulty and sinful hearts now something i found here that was a interesting phrase almost a provocative phrase is where it says here, verse 16, the ten horns that you saw, they and the beast will hate the prostitute. So it's kind of weird. It's like almost like it's like an infighting thing. Because the ten horns are those ten kings and they will hate the prostitute. The prostitute is the one who made the dwellers of the earth and the kings of the earth drunk with her sexual morality and all that. But it says they will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked and devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. Those are the other ten horns, the the ten kings that are doing that to the prostitute. So it's like an infighting thing. And it says, verse 17, For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind and handing over their royal power to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. 
And like I said, that's a pretty provocative statement because it's saying here, God put into their hearts that they would destroy themselves, that they would be of this one mind, that they would uh, be of one mind to give their power and authority to the beast. You know, and it makes me think of um, moments like Pharaoh, Pharaoh's heart being hardened, that God, he sealed the judgment of the Egyptians. He sent them through those waters, blood drunk, and then he, and then he crashed the waters down on them and killed Pharaoh and his armies. That's what it makes me think of. I don't know if it's exactly the same thing, but I'm just saying that's what it made me think of. So that's a pretty provocative verse that has some pretty intense theological implications that God put this purpose, put this into their hearts to carry out his purpose of judging the the prostitute as well as these kings who are who are wicked kings. Uh, so he uses that infighting for his purpose, for their destruction, for his judgment over them. So, you know, that's the end of the chapter. But uh, I think it's, you know, like I said at the beginning, we're starting this section of Revelation that is uh, culminating all of these. I mean, we're talking about various kings. Verse 15, the waters that you saw where the prostitute is seated are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. So look at the scope of what these visions encompass now. Um, so we're, you know, we're starting this section in Revelation that uh, that is bringing things to a close. So grow with the growth that's from God.